0: Hi, this is episode sixty one of K. Ray Reads to You. Today we have chapter eleven of The Applestone by Nicholas Stuart Gray, and chapter eleven is called Sheep May Safely Graze. Saturday was a dead loss as far as magic went, big magic, I mean, but on the other hand. As we came down to breakfast, it emerged that each of us had thought of something to do with the Apple Stone that was more original, exciting, and praiseworthy than anything else so far. We didn't argue much about our ideas, though, because the whole day lay ahead. We could discuss and decide at leisure. Or so we thought. The trouble began when Missy went raving mad at the breakfast table. She gets like this from time to time but not, as a rule, quite so drastically. Joe says it's because she's the youngest and wants attention and will probably grow out of it. One can only hope. She began by announcing suddenly that she was going to stop smoking. This didn't create the stir that she expected. Mother murmured something about what a good idea, and Dad said she should cut down gradually rather than make too abrupt a break. After a pause, Missy said she'd got fleas. She'd also got Nigel and Douglas interested in her performance, and they decided to cut in on it. Douglas said he had mange, and Nigel said he had leprosy. Dad said he'd be happy to scrub them all down with a brush and some strong disinfectant. This shut them up for a bit, as they couldn't decide whether to take him up on his offer. Jemima then changed her tactics. She looked at Ragnar, sitting alertly nearby, hoping someone would drop something, and she said she'd taught him a trick. She then grabbed the marmalade jar and put it on his head. He likes marmalade, and he managed to scoff about half a pound before anyone got around to stopping him. There was chaos for a few minutes. I was afraid he'd eaten some broken china— "'but luckily there were just the two halves of the jar, "'and he'd sensibly avoided those. "'Father then cast him out into the garden "'to clean his paws on the wet grass, "'and Mother insisted that Missy "'should clean up the mess on the floor. "'She then had to clean up Missy. "'She also asked what we were going to do today. "'Oh, some things,' I said vaguely. "'Not very specific, dear,' said she. "'We haven't decided on anything specific yet,' I told her. "'Missy was still determined to be naughty, "'and she said perkily that we were going to make some apple magic. "'Mother said she was going to be doing some cooking herself, "'and Jemima could help if she liked. "'Then the telephone rang. "'Father went to it and said it was for me. "'Hello,' I said into the earphone. "'When I got it sorted out,' "'It seemed to be Mr. Dobbs on the line. "'I thought you'd better know,' said he, "'that your dog was chasing the geese all over my pond. "'Has he caught any?' I said in alarm. "'He said no because, A, the geese had chased him off, "'and, B, he'd helped them to do it. "'I said I was very sorry, and we'd come at once. "'He said we'd better. "'Dad had got the gist of all this.' and he now said if Ragnar had got hydrophobia, he would accept no responsibility. The dog had probably caught it from Missy. The five of us got to the farm as quickly as we could, but when we reached the pond, there was no sign of Ragnar. Only some angry and ruffled geese who hissed at us, and Mr. Dobbs who said, "'You'd best hurry and find him. I've never seen a dog act so daft. There's something wrong with him.' "'If he hadn't been yours, I'd have been ringing the police, "'and maybe going after him myself with a gun, just in case. "'We split up, and searched the barns and outbuildings of the farm, "'and all the nearby fields, "'and so back to our own paddock and orchard and garden. "'We met by the front gate. "'Oh, where is he?' cried Joe. "'It's your fault, Missy,' said Douglas. "'Yes,' said Nigel, "'You got him to ticked off at breakfast, and he's g-g-getting his own back.' "'I didn't tell him to drop the jar,' she snapped. "'He can balance a matchbox on his head perfectly.' "'Maybe,' I said, "'but he doesn't like the taste of matches.' "'Suddenly I heard a muffled noise from somewhere inside my jacket. "'When I recovered, I took the silk bag from around my neck, "'for I realized that it was the Applestone speaking.' Then, more clearly, but no less urgently, it spoke from my hands. It said, "'Your great dog must be found. His feelings are hurt. He wishes to attract attention.' "'Well, what did I tell you?' said Nigel. "'He's doing all right so far,' I said dourly. And Joe asked the Applestone how it knew. It said it could pick up the thoughts of those around it, and we all looked at one another— "'wondering if we'd ever thought anything it wouldn't like. "'Nothing to speak of,' it said, startling us, "'and it's not only yours I can hear, "'but those of the people who go by in the lane "'or the musings of the creatures in fields and burrows. "'How else could I learn the ways of the times through which I live? "'How else collect the memories that fill me? "'You may have noticed how heavy I'm becoming.' "'I said feelingly that I certainly had.' "'It's the weight of new knowledge,' said the stone. "'Until I am allowed the long years under the ground again, "'in which I may assimilate and digest that knowledge, "'it lies within me like a bad suet pudding. "'You find me uncomfortable to carry, dear Jeremy, "'but I feel less at ease than your poor neck does.' "'About Ragnar,' said Joe, fretting. "'He is soothing his pride upon the moors "'by chasing the sheep.' Said the Applestone. I suppose I'd been fearing this from the time I heard Mr. Dobbs' first words on the phone that morning. We got to the moors in record time. The first thing we found there was a young farmer called Mr. Jake, strolling along with a gun on his arm. Missy gave a shrill yell of horror, and he looked a bit startled as she ran at him and clutched his sleeve. Are you going to shoot him? she screamed. "'I hadn't been going to,' said he, "'but I will if you want me to.' "'She burst into a storm of tears and protests, "'and he said he was only joking "'and was merely after pigeons. "'Joe said it hadn't been a very funny joke.' "'I realize that,' said Mr. Jake meekly. "'We hurried on, more alarmed and worried than ever. "'It came to us that his jest might become reality "'if it turned out to be his sheep that were worried.' "'and still we saw no sign of the Dane.' "'We consulted the Applestone again in sheer despair. "'You know we hate to bother you,' said Joe, "'but this is all so ghastly. "'Please, do you know where he is now? "'Can you pick up his thoughts?' "'Dimly,' said the stone, "'he's angry and overexcited. "'He's started on a course that he knows is wrong, "'but he doesn't know how to stop.' "'Is he?' I said." "'Yes, he's still at it.' "'Has he caught any?' said Douglas, "'with slightly morbid interest.' "'Not yet, but he's gathering experience.' And then the Applestone guided us. We came through a little valley, and looked out across a much larger one, and on the far side, a couple of miles away, we saw our beloved dog. At least, We saw the sheep first. They were streaming this way and that on the distant hillside, like a maddened maelstrom of maggots, and we could hear their bawling coming faintly on the wind. Then I saw Ragnar. He was so nearly the colour of the golden bracken that he was hard to spot, but if one looked at the exact place the sheep were running from, one could just see a shadow that was oddly furtive and sinister.' Suddenly one of the sheep was down on its side, and the shadow on top of it. Joe screamed like a banshee, and the rest of us did the same. We howled and yelled and waved our arms, and we saw the sheep struggle to its feet and flee, while that savage shadow hesitated, and took a step toward us, and then dashed off after the distracted flock again. We began to run down into the great valley. Nigel stopped, dead in his tracks. "'Wait!' he shouted. "'Oh, come on!' I panted. "'No! Stop, everyone! Please, listen!' "'He sounded so earnest that we all did stop. "'We looked at him. "'I know what to do,' said our cousin. "'Give me the apple-stone, Jeremy.' "'For some reason I did just what he told me, without arguing.' "'It turned a lump of stone into the Crusader,' said Nigel, "'just because whoever carved it thought of it as the Crusader. "'Well, "'If we think hard that this is a sheep,' he held in one fist a tangled wisp of black and white wool. "'It was caught on that bramble,' said he. "'I don't see what use,' I began. "'We'll make it bigger than a sheep,' said Nigel, "'and it will speak, and understand us, and do what we say. Oh, don't argue. Look at Ragnar. We can't get there in time, but this can. Do you all agree?' "'there was something in his voice that made us all agree. "'He put the tangle of sheep's wool on the ground at his feet "'and touched it with the stone. "'Think sheep, everyone,' said our cousin between his teeth. "'Think, as if you were painting or carving one. "'Think hard of sheep.' "'I thought sheep until my head began to spin. "'I have never thought so hard of sheep.' "'And the wool stirred and started to swell.' Nigel held the stone still against the sheep that began to form. A black and white sheep. A large sheep. A very large sheep. A very, very large sheep. Steady, I croaked. But Nigel let it grow. It was the biggest sheep I've ever seen. It was the size of a Great Dane. It was bigger than a Great Dane. Much bigger. Nigel stepped back from it. "'and handed me the stone. "'I nearly dropped it, for it weighed more than ever. "'Now,' said Nigel, "'can you talk, sheep?' "'Certainly,' it said, in a resonantly bleating voice. "'I've always thought I'd make a great orator. "'If ever I had the chance, I have a lovely voice. "'And another ambition I've always had "'is to be an opera singer. "'I'd be remarkable. "'But there, there, few sheep ever attain "'their ambitions in this world, my dears.' "'Apart from all that,' said Nigel, with a glint in my direction. "'Have you ever wanted to chase dogs?' "'The sheep bleated excitedly and deafeningly, "'and said it was every sheep's dream of bliss. "'Nigel said its chance had come. "'You see that great dog on the horizon?' said he. "'What, that little fellow bothering the flock over there?' "Er, yes,' said our cousin. "'Well,' "'Go as fast as you can, as fast as the wind, and chase him off. "'Oh, thank you! One of us, at least, shall attain a life's ambition.' "'And the sheep went off like a race-horse. "'She covered the ground faster than you would think possible "'for such a great woolly creature. "'We couldn't have gone at that speed if we'd been on bicycles. "'She reached the far side of the valley "'and up the opposite hill in a matter of seconds.' "'I hope she won't hurt Ragnar,' said Joe anxiously. "'We watched with bated breath. "'With eyes grown accustomed to the distance, "'we saw exactly what took place. "'The great sheep came streaking up behind the furtive shadow "'that was our Ragnar, and bowled him over. "'He scrambled to his feet and barked wildly. "'The sheep put her head down and charged. "'Ragnar bolted, and the sheep chased him all over the hill, Some of the ordinary sheep were so surprised by this performance that they joined in. Perhaps the big sheep told them to. Anyway, there was the Dane, no sinister creature of doom now, but a panic-stricken, yelping dog, being driven around in circles, until the black-and-white sheep cut him out of the flock and brought him back to us. He seemed very pleased to see us. "'Oh, thank you, sheep,' said Joe, shakily." "'and she clutched Ragnar tightly. "'Not at all,' said the sheep. "'I had a lovely time, dear. "'It really made up for a lot of the pushing about we get normally. "'I must thank you all for the experience, "'and now I'll be off. "'I've a lot to do today.' "'Such as what?' I said, fascinated. "'I just thought I'd give those others a few tips, dear,' she said, "'and put them through their paces a bit. "'Practice, you know, it makes perfect.' I must get it into their little woolly noddles that the only fun in chasing anything is if the chasee runs away. Attack, she said, is the best means of defense. She sounded so smug that I told her the thought was not original. She said it was to her. And I'll just run along and pass on the tidings to the rest, said she. She ran along. I began to wonder what would happen when the farmer went to round up his flock for dipping and things. Then my mind came back to Ragnar. We all looked at him in silence. He put up with it for a few minutes, trying to look nonchalant. Then he gave up and lay on his back and waved his feet at us and rolled his eyes. Bad, said Missy. Listen to who's talking, said Joe. "'and she dropped on her knees beside the big dog and hugged him "'and said he'd given us all a terrible time "'and was never to do such a thing again. "'Somehow I had the feeling that he didn't intend to. "'It's all right, we do understand,' said my elder sister. "'Poor Ragnar. "'After all, you're the youngest of us, really, "'and we haven't been paying you as much attention as we usually do, not lately. "'But you don't have to be wicked any more.' "'He licked her face.' He then got up and began to prance around us. He cast one glance toward the far hillside, where the flock was gathered interestedly around one enormous sheep, and he gave a shudder and shook his handsome head, and went on with his prancing. As we went back, Douglas said gloomily that we'd thrown away the use of the apple-stone for to-day. All those fine ideas we'd had, and this had been so short and... "'Short, maybe,' I said, "'but exciting, "'and it was a matter of life and death for Ragnar. "'If he'd gone on like that, "'he would have been shot one day. "'That was a marvellous idea of yours, Nigel. "'You are clever, "'whatever I usually say.' "'He went scarlet, "'and said he liked sheep. "'It was the first I'd heard of it, "'but he never likes being praised "'for anything he's really done. "'That afternoon, "'Dad offered to take us to the movies. "'We thanked him.' but we stayed with Ragnar, and taught him some simple tricks, which he refused to learn, and paid him a great deal of attention. Missy began to look a bit thoughtful. I do hope she won't take up sheep-worrying. And that is the end of Chapter 11. I'll see you next time.